Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. We do this every Monday and Thursday night at 6.15 p.m. Central Time right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. And if you miss it, we have you covered in podcast form the next day on Apple and Spotify. But however you listen, make sure you're liking, subscribing, giving us a good review because we never want you to miss a new episode. My name is Chris Shan. I am a contributor at the Viking Age as well as Zone Cover to bring me the news. And on your right is my co-host, Adam Patrick who is the managing editor of the Viking Age podcast. And we are on the eve of Vikings training camp. But let's start with a little big news outside of the world of football to start with. Because WWE announced this morning that Triple H will oversee all creative decisions moving forward. Of course, Vince McMahon, who used to run WWE, uh, has a hush money scandal right now and uh, retired or resigned, whichever word you want to use. They're going with retired, which figures. But I want to start with this because I see a lot of parallels between this and the Minnesota Vikings. And I just want you to see if I'm crazy or not. You know, you got a guy who takes over a new company or team and he sees a lot of success right away. So Vince McMahon had the attitude era, right? You had The Rock, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Undertaker. Triple H, uh, awkward. But Zimmer wins a couple of division titles with a whole bunch of other young and up-and-coming talent, such as Eric Kendrick, Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith, that entire defense, basically, Anthony Barr. Then he gets old. The product gets outdated. Vince started using nostalgia acts and part-timers as champions. Vin, or Zimmer kept trying to find ways to bring him back with these exotic contracts and tried to find the next and maybe each of them should have retired years ago, but change is finally here. So Triple H is coming for WWE, and Kevin O'Connell is coming for the Vikings. Younger guy gets his chance, makes some changes, and they skyrocket success. Do you see where I'm getting at here, or am I just stretching because I want to talk wrestling? <laughs> no, I've, I've actually kind of felt similar uh, to your thoughts, like just watching the whole thing kind of go down and how people are looking at uh, Vince McMahon retiring or, or stepping down or whatever as more of an opportunity for, you know, WWE to become more modern and embrace some of the things that, that today's fans enjoy rather than, you know, repeating the same storylines over and over and over again, um, which is similar to, to what the Vikings were, were doing under Zimmer, where it was like, okay, this worked four years ago. So this will work now. You know, this worked before. Why isn't it working now? And it's getting because it got stale. And that was something that that Mike Zimmer probably wishes he would have done is just, you know, be able to adapt. And he always says that he added some new wrinkles here and there in his defense. But for the most part, it was pretty much the same. Uh, But now they get, you know, 
young Kevin O'Connell in there, more modern approach to uh, an offense, even more modern approach to the defense. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of similarities between the two, and the hope is that both of them will, you know, WWE will become even more. It's it's very it's already very popular, but it certainly is not as popular as it probably could be. And same thing goes for the Vikings. They have a giant fan base, but and and they're they're talented, but they're certainly not uh, as successful as they could be. And the hope is that this this new younger approach, not that Triple H is very young, he's in his fifties, but he's more in touch, I believe, with what uh, the modern wrestling fan wants than. And Vince McMahon was, and the same thing goes for Kevin O'Connell. He's more in touch with what the players want on the field than Mike Zimmer was. So, yes, very similar. You're not crazy. I was thinking along along the same lines when all this was was going down uh, last week. Um, and then I, I I sat back and I was like, this is like like even if you don't follow wrestling, this is gigantic news. This is this is Vince McMahon. He's he turned this company from know pretty much nothing into a multi-billion dollar company um so him stepping down is is just huge because a lot of the people a lot of the you know you look at aew that probably wouldn't even be around if it wasn't for for vince mcmahon so as much as people are happy to see him go he he set up and a lot of the the building blocks and a lot of the reasons why we like pro wrestling today and and hopefully kevin o'connell is able to do something similar uh, with the Vikings moving ahead in the future. It's really interesting because I was listening to Busted Open, which, yes, of course, mm-hmm. that is a wrestling podcast game. <laughs> but uh, they had the two Wall could Street be Journal. Hockey. Could be a hockey yeah, podcast. Definitely could be a hockey podcast, I guess. Although, what is it, Spitting Chicklets? That's yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, That's a great pod, too. But um, they were talking to the two journalists that actually broke the Vince McMahon story, mm-hmm where he paid hush money to a paralegal that he had sexual affair with the wall street. Yep. The wall street journal. And uh, they had said, you know, if this was like an NFL owner, this would be like a huge story. It's a huge story on its own merit. But I think because of its on screen character, a lot of people are just kind of like, well, whatever. And I mean, to Mike Zimmer's credit, I just want to clarify. He never had anything like this. Like, you know, secret things behind no, the he, scenes he, although he dated him he's dating a maxim model so he's yeah i was about to bring that up too but <laughs> i mean it's not cheating on his wife as he's dating right. the maxim model right. i mean the wife well god yeah. rest her soul yeah. uh but anyway we're going down a slippery slope here so, so we <laughs> should probably just move on to a segment we brought Towards the beginning of this podcast, but we kind of lost yep. it over the offseason. Yep. It is called Checking Down with Kirk Cousins because yep. you you know why. Hey, maybe so, we can change it. Maybe we can change it after the after the upcoming season. Deep shots with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, maybe. T- titled, you know, tentatively, tentatively named. Hopefully. F it, Justin Jefferson is down there somewhere with Kirk yeah, Cousins. Let's do it. So anyway, the Madden 22 quarterback ratings came out on Friday and everybody wanted to know where Kirk Cousins is ranked because we're starving for football and we're all basically bored. We'll start with the top rated quarterbacks in this year's game. Tom Brady is a 97. Aaron Rodgers is a 96. Patrick Mahomes is a 95. Josh Allen's a 92. Joe Burrow is a 90. Dak Prescott's an 89. And Justin Herbert is an 88. Lamar Jackson's at 87, as is Russell Wilson, and Matthew Stafford is at 85. 
excuse me while I change the page here. Deshaun Watson's an 84, as is Kyler Murray. Hall of Fame quarterback Derek Carr is an 83, at least according to Devontae Adams. Ryan Tannehill's at 83. Matt Ryan is at 81. And Kirk Cousins at quarterback number 16 is an 80 rating. Perfectly balanced as all things should be with Kirk Cousins. Did Madden get this right? Um, I mean, people are going to have their problems. I like it's a Madden rating. I don't think it's, it's right or wrong. Like this is a video game. I know there's nothing to talk about in July, but I'm more concerned about what maybe some, some people like, like a Peter King or, or Mike Sando is, is saying about, uh, Kirk Cousins rather than the Madden rating. Um, cause it's just like if a Madden rating is, like a compilation of a bunch of things like that they factor in, like as far as like all of your skills, like Lamar Jackson is probably going to be rated higher than Kirk Cousins, regardless of how, how good of stats Kirk Cousins has, no matter what, just because of the sheer amazing ability that the video game ability that Lamar Jackson has. So he's always going to be someone that's rated higher. I did feel kind of vindicated with these ratings though, because Tom Brady is the highest rated quarterback. And I released like, I rated like the top 32 quarterbacks like a week ago on the Viking age. And I had Tom Brady at number one. And a lot of people probably be like, what? Like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. And I'm just like, this guy is 44 and he just threw for like 40 some odd touchdowns, led the league in touchdowns. And that's very impressive. So I just felt kind of vindicated with these, with these ratings, but I'm not going to have, I don't have a problem with where Kirk Cousins is. He's right. He's right in that. Like, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, range, you know, that's that's where he is. Like that's all those guys you can argue can be interchangeable, but it's nothing different that we really haven't seen other other than the exact number. It's nothing really different than we haven't seen already this offseason in, in in terms of rankings for Kirk Cousins. So we've started off with video games and pro wrestling here on the <laughs> podcast, which uh I guess some people are sitting there being like, you losers, whatever. As someone who plays Madden quite frequently but hasn't bought the game in two years because, let's be honest, it sucked. Uh, <laughs> 80's probably the perfect rating because that's what you consider to be an average quarterback. And kind of as you alluded to, and I know Declan Goff did on Purple Daily last week, the average video game player isn't jacked to play with Kirk Cousins. Like They want a guy that can <laughs> run around, throw the ball deep, and do all those things. So in that spectrum, Kirk has an 80 rating makes sense. Like he's, he's a very smart, uh, very accurate quarterback. There's that word again, go ahead and take a drink. If you're playing the um, Kirk cousins drinking game, but uh, like it's, it's just kind of who he is. And I think a lot of people, you know, nobody's jumping on their PlayStation, get ready to play with Kirk cousins. Like, like this is it. They want to play with Dak Prescott where they can, run around and throw a bullet 90 yards downfield yeah. or Patrick Mahomes. So I I think it's right. Like you said, it doesn't really matter. But since we're here in July, since a lot of people are probably going to buy the game on autopilot, I know I will actually do it this year because it sounds like they've made some changes in franchise mode. Um, it's fine. It's whatever. And it can always go up. If Kurt goes out and he starts throwing bombs downfield, guess what? That rating is going to go up and yep. people are going to want to play with Kirk Cousins. And yep. so. There you go. Yeah, I I was just looking at it too, and like that's the reason why Dak Prescott is the sixth best quarterback. No, no one in the league 
thinks Dak Prescott is the sixth best quarterback in the NFL. This is just this is a video game rating. This is not, you know, it's not real life. <laughs> you know, you know, obviously, uh, someone like Kyler Murray is going to have to play a lot less video games now because of the clause in his contract where he has to actually, you know, study film every week. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, so there, there's has, an actual clause saying, "Hey, we'll pay he, you to study." He has film. to have at least four hours of uh, film study per week. That's in his contract, which means that he wasn't doing that before. Because I think Ian Rappaport came out and said, "Like, oh, Kyler Murray's already been doing four hours," and it's like, well, then why would they put that in a contract right. that is worth like 160 odd million guaranteed? I don't think they need to put that in there if he was already doing that. It said things like you cannot study film while you're like watching TV, playing video games or browsing the Internet. Um, So that was kind of like that's kind of something that's been going around the last few hours. So uh, Kyler Murray might not be able to play Madden as much as, you know, you or I might be able to moving forward. Yeah, it's almost like a kid when you have to tell him to do his homework like you can't yeah. you can't play your madden until you yeah. watch yeah. film on the vikings yeah, yeah. like give him a pop i mean four him. hours a week that's half hour a day come on yeah you know what you yeah. know what the best part of that is too like demarcus russell like if they would have thought yeah. to put that in his contract oh my god that would have been great because there's the story where they gave him a dvd mm-hmm. and they said it was like John no, Filippo. Chiefs or whatever. And he's like, hey, go home and watch this. And then they asked him about it. And like, it was a blank DVD. Yeah, he still doesn't care about it. He <laughs> he was asked about it. He was on like the Pivot podcast or whatever recently. And they asked him about it. And he was like, yeah, that probably happened. I don't even remember. Like, I don't even care. Like, he doesn't he doesn't care about it. Um, And that's probably why he failed as a quarterback in the NFL. Because he just didn't really care about it. Uh, but John Filippo was the guy who I believe was the quarterback's coach. Uh, when that whole thing went down with the the blank DVD, but yeah, just just I just finished watching the the Michael Vick documentary too on uh, ESPN, and he said the same thing. Like when he, he was coming up in the league, when he was tearing it apart, he wasn't watching film or anything. Like first thing there, first person in the facilities, last person there. Like he he was just basically going out on the field, just playing street ball. Um, so some guys can do that. But uh, a lot of people can't. So clearly the Cardinals want Kyler Murray to uh, watch a little bit more film. So if you're sitting there saying, well, Chris, that's just a video game. Like, it doesn't matter about Kirk Cousins and video games. Well, I have a more specific one because the Athletic released their quarterback yeah. tiers for the 2022 season. They polled executives, coaches, and tried to figure out who is the best quarterback in the league. I'm not even going to tease it. We'll get to the top ones later. But Kirk Cousins ranks 15th. <laughs> he is right on the edge of tier three. And you're like, Chris, what does that even mean? Well, I will tell you. A tier three quarterback is a legitimate starter, but needs a heavier running game and or defensive component to win. A lower volume drop back passing offense suits him best. Kind of sounds like Kirk Cousins, doesn't it? If if there is ever a tier three Hall of Fame, Cousins might hit the first bust. Now, this, this is the coach talking here. I think he's one of the more accurate passers in the league, Drink. Drink. For whatever reason, in big moments, big games, he's not able to get it done. Now, because Kevin O'Connell is going there and their offense is going to open up, they'll maximize what he is. Is he Stafford, who has just been in some bad situations? I think he's a step below. 
Another head coach called Cousins very skilled, but suffering in natural leadership. Quote, I don't think his players would die for him. Another coach said he would rather have Kirk Cousins than Matt Ryan at this stage. All of this, no lies detected. No. According to me. He's, both things can be true. He's a very accurate, drink, technical quarterback. Mm -hmm. And yet, there are some holes in his game that prevent him from being an elite quarterback and taking his, the team to the next level by himself. Now, if he has a good defense, Kirk, Kirk stands will let you know, like it's the defense's fault. It's the offensive line. It's the, it's the running back. It's, it's everything. He, he had, uh, he, he had bad breakfast. He, the eggs weren't cooked enough. And uh, the, the night before they served mac and cheese, when he eats mac and cheese, they to... mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> you know that, is it what's that meme? Is it Jericho who has the list, or is there's somebody else in like the wrestling ring that has like the long list? Um, he was and the that, man of a thousand and four holds, and that's yeah, what it was just about. Uh, it just uh, has his list of excuses, yes, yes. Um, that's that's what he had, and like people don't want to talk about it, but that, that's what happened. Like, every, the goalposts are constantly being moved for the supporters of him, and I don't want to say supporters too. Like we're not, we don't. It's like not like we're against Kirk Cousins. We're not rooting for him no. to fail. We all we all want him to succeed. We root for the Vikings. He's a quarterback of the Vikings, so we want him to succeed. That being said, yeah, none of the, none of the stuff you said that was in this article is is false. And the thing that bothers me the most might be the one about uh, his players not wanting to to die for him. And you know that might seem a little drastic, but it it's more or less of like guys wanting to run through a wall for this person you, you look at someone like tom brady like guys will do literally anything for tom brady to be on his team like they will take probably little to no money to just play with kyle rudolph just took two million for a year yeah. two million to play with tom brady um and when if he gets a Super Bowl ring at the end of the year, he's not really going to care how much he get, he got paid because he's going to have a Super Bowl ring. Um, and that's the thing with Kirk Cousins. Like, yes, he's accurate. Uh, also, I'd like to know Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is a very accurate quarterback, but uh, you know we're not giving him forty million a a year. Um, but yeah, there's just he's right in the middle. He's where he should be now. This year, I think we're going to figure out more. Is is Kirk Cousins more? Is he going to be in the mold of Matthew Stafford for the Rams, or is he going to be more in the mold of Jared Goff for the Rams? Which, with Jared Goff, Sean McVay pretty much had to call the plays at the line of scrimmage for Goff because he would give him so many, but then he kind of wouldn't maybe not pick the right ones. So I'm curious to see, like, because I've heard that Kevin O'Connell is going to be doing something similar, giving Kirk Cousins two or three plays, you know, to go to the line of scrimmage with and pick whichever one he feels best. If they start to, like, fail, is O'Connell going to be the one to call those plays as a line of scrimmage and, and not Cousins? It's kind of like uh, the Ask Madden feature. Yes. Like when you don't want to scroll through all the plays and you're just like, yeah, give me three to choose from. I'll, I'll just pick one out of there. Yeah. Like that's that's basically what mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell is doing for Kirk Cousins. Could um, be. Could be. How, how about this for an impromptu question? What excuse do you think is the most likely to pop up for Kirk Cousins at the end of this season? Because, like, I don't – is it the offensive line? Is he, he's got elite running back, elite wide receivers, yep. elite tight end, supposedly. Is that it? Elite uh, coaching staff. Forgot about that one. I think defense 
we'll oh, probably yeah. be up there. I mean, I think they, they should be better. It's pretty hard to get worse than kind of what they were last year. Uh, but I think that will be one of the ones. Injuries is always an easy one. You know, Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Herb Smith gets hurt. You know, Thielen gets hurt. That's easy. Just blame that. Um, but there's only, like, that's the thing, like, with Kirk Cousins. Everyone has to deal with injuries. Everyone has to deal with poor play on the other side of the ball. Everyone has to deal with offensive line problems. Like, there is no quarterback that has a perfect situation in front of them, and it's up to that quarterback to figure out a way to, you know, succeed with what he's being given. And so far in Kirk Cousins' career, he's put up nice stats, but that's it. And this year, we're going to get to see if he can do more than that. And if not, then no one's really going to be surprised. I call him the Ikea quarterback because he needs he needs all the pieces. He needs all the parts or else you wind up with like 80% of a chair. Mm-hmm. So um, in case you were wondering. The and, those top chair, tier, and those chairs cost $40 million. Yeah. They, <laughs> just as expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top tier, which is basically the quarterbacks who help their team win because of them. Mm-hmm. That includes Aaron Rodgers, who is number one on the list. Patrick Mahomes, who's actually one defensive coordinator who was super salty and was just like, no, yeah. he's a tier two quarterback. Uh, he put him no. second. Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow. Like, I think out of this list, like the people who are just like, oh, yeah, Kirk's, Kirk's better than Joe Burrow. It's like, what are you watching? Like, I, the Tennessee game alone. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. His headset cut out. Yeah. And like, he's just like, ah, screw it. I'll just call the damn plays. Yeah. Like I, I'm good. Like Kirk in that situation, he, he would have, he would have had a wet spot in his pants. Hey, like he, he, he would have wet himself. Let, let's ask Justin Jefferson, uh, which quarterback he would like to have Joe Burrow or Kirk cousins. Cause uh, I think the answer is pretty some, obvious. Give us some, be like, Oh, they were just teammates. That's why. No, that's not why. Um, yeah. I'm I'm kind of uh, this whole tier thing, and there was a part in there too about this guy Lamar Jackson. Like, I feel like he's a tier one guy, and people kind of discount him because he runs so much. But he's good at passing too. Like he he ranked like first in a lot of passing categories last year that you know that weren't like passing yards per game and and things like that. Like, but he was still a good passer and. I think his excellent running ability just overshadows that. And people still discount him as like this, just this running quarterback when he's a really good passer as well. And I think, I feel like he deserves to be in that tier one. And there was like some random anonymous defensive coordinator that I think everyone pretty much figured out who it was uh, saying how Lamar Jackson, like he could, he could win like 12 MVPs. And I still wouldn't think he's like, a good quarter, good passing quarterback. It's like, okay, buddy. Yeah. Lamar Jackson ran a pro style system at Louisville too. Nobody seems to remember that. That was the Bobby Petrino system that also uh, produced Teddy Bridgewater, if I'm not mistaken. Also, if you have Lamar Jackson who runs like that, why would you turn him into a pocket passer? That's like what the Reds, that's like what the, not the, not that team. That's like what Washington tried to do uh, with RG three. And that went terribly. Now, did his no. injuries probably have something to do with that? Probably, but um, he was not a pocket quarterback, and they they wasted that that whole pick on on doing that. Well, hopefully, that's last quarterback tiers 
conversation we're going to have until next yeah, who's, who's done it well has espn they ESPN did they did, they did top 10 right uh yeah and i think kurt got like a, he got like a vote, vote yeah. like one vote they did top 10 the athletic did it uh who else would even pff they did tears you said you they did, did it. yeah huh. I, who cares about me um <laughs> pff did it um and they did weird tiers too. They did like older quarterbacks and like young guns or whatever. They, they didn't even do like proper order or whatever. That's all I can think of though. Like major outlets, maybe football outsiders. I, I don't know. Um, but it all seems he's Kirk Cousins seems to be in the same spot for all these 15, 14, 13. He does. He does. He's yeah. in a very good spot where. Even if he fails, I don't think he, his rank is going to drop that much lower. Like he is who he is right now, and he has a chance to step that up. And it's up to it's up to him. It's and the it's ball is in his court. Yeah, and it's going to be fun to find out. It's going to be yeah. fun to see what Kirk does because, like I said, there's so much in his direction. Like he could go out and throw for five thousand yards this year. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a prediction. I'm just saying that that's in the range of outcomes. Like Kevin O'Connell unlocks him and he just goes ballistic. There's also a range of outcomes where Kirk looks like he did the first six games of the 2020 season, which I started, I thought about that the, the other day and like how lucky was Kirk. There were no fans in the building that season. Is that oh one my been, God. That, the Atlanta game? Oh like, my Oh my goodness. That would have been a disaster, but um, I guess good timing. Yeah, Zimmer might have had to defend Kirk after that game. Yeah, it 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 would have been it would have been pretty interesting if fans were in the building. Um, let's move away from the quarterback talk though, and let's talk about a rookie. ESPN's Kevin Seifert predicts that Andrew Booth Jr. will become a death de- uh, excuse me defensive starter in training camp. He writes. Strictly from a playmaking and skill perspective, Booth was among the best cornerbacks in the draft. His injury history has pushed him into the second round, but he believes that his March hernia surgery has put him on the road to permanent recovery. If that's the case, he goes through training camp healthy. He'll prove good enough to start opposite Patrick Peterson, or at the very least, in the nickel package the Vikings will use frequently. Do you agree with Kevin Seifert that the that Andrew Booth will start week one for the Vikings. Um, I agree on one condition, and that's pretty much what he said for why he slipped in the draft, and that's his health. He's got to prove that he can stay on the field. Uh, and he, he said, like, what what he saying? Like his pre, uh, his combine press conference, whatever, that like is either that or his conference after he got drafted with the Vikings, how he's like, he's been hurt his whole football career, which is true for pretty much every football player, but you know he's had more uh, notable injuries than than some others. And yeah, he just has to prove that he can stay healthy. And and the training staff that the Vikings have now is probably more able to keep him healthier than the old one might have been. Uh, so he has that going for him. And then he also has you know the the more modern philosophy of they're probably not going to practice him into the ground like the Zimmer regime did with their players so he's got that going for him um but yeah the talent's there he's clearly there he's a second round pick a lot of people had the first round grade on him um so the talent is there and i wouldn't be surprised if he did surpass cameron dancer or or maybe got the nickel job over Shannon sullivan 
Um, but yeah, he's just got to stay healthy. Um, and that's easier said than done for, for Mr. Booth. Yeah. The whole, uh, I haven't been healthy since high school thing was kind of a red flag for me. And if Mike Zimmer was here, this kid would have no chance of making the team. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care how talented he is. Mm-hmm. He Zimmer would have lost his patience at some point and be like, we don't want him. Can't make the club in the top, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to be the number one change when Kevin O'Connell starts running practices this week is that, you know, it used to be this big story when somebody didn't practice in training camp. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Dalvin had to sit out a day. Now it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, that's going to be the norm because Kevin O'Connell would rather have these guys in like January than in August. As he should. So, yeah, a hundred percent. Like that, that should be the motive of every head coach. Why wouldn't you want to run these? It's a I mean, long Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen nearly blew his Achilles during a postseason practice. Mm-hmm. Practice. To, then, you know, did Michael, style, but. Did Michael Pierce get hurt in practice or was, was that during I want to say he did. Yeah. There's been a I lot think of. He got hurt in practice and aggravated it. In the Mackenzie Browns. Alexander didn't he get hurt in practice? Like before the playoffs that one year. Mm-hmm. Mike Hughes, like, yeah, a lot of guys got hurt in practice. Uh, sure, I don't know. If, I don't think Sharif Floyd did, but he, he, that was one of Zimmer's favorite persons to rag on. Then he found out that his surgery went bad, and he was like, "Whoops." Uh, didn't mean to say that. It's like Mad but Max yeah. in practice. Yeah, so like got the big timpani drum. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma drill right now. Yeah, I think practice. I think a lot of the older guys like Harrison Smith and Thielen and Kendricks are gonna probably appreciate these these practices a lot more than uh, and be a lot happier probably after these practices than they were with Zimmer because like you're in Minnesota, it it can get pretty hot. On those those summer days out there, hot and humid. Like, let's not pretend about this. Corey Stringer died because it was so hot in Minnesota. So it's not not, not anything to mess with. Um, so I think this this staff is going to take that more into account and, and not you know push so hard on these players because they need them for the season. They need them for halfway in the season. They need them for Thanksgiving. They need them for New Year's Eve. They need them for the playoffs. The, you know, this is not the time to run guys into the ground it there never is a time but like just because you do so well in this practice in july or august doesn't mean you're gonna be that much better in october or november you know it's about like putting the whole thing together and i think hopefully this this coaching staff has a better grasp on something like that than the previous one does this prediction worry you at all about cameron ansler and patrick peterson because they're projected as the current starters right now and to have Booth maybe overtake one of them, like who's more likely to lose their job? I'll put it that way. Peterson or um, Dantzler? for sure. I know he graded well and everything with PFF, but he still had he still has plenty of hiccups on the field that maybe don't get counted as as highly as they should in his his grading. Um, but Patrick Peterson, I I don't think he's not going to be a starter. I think he'd have to be hurt for that to not happen. But yeah, I think Dantzler is dance, but Dantzler seems motivated too, and that you know competition makes everyone better. So if these two are going to go at it and 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 practice and and try and be better than, than one or the other, then it's just good for the Vikings no matter what. So I think Dantzler is the one that it needs to worry, and and maybe Shannon Sullivan too, because because Seifert mentioned the nickel position. Um, although I think Booth is more probably better suited for the outside than on the inside, but. 
that's for the Vikings to figure out. So there we go. You know, I'll play devil's advocate because I'm a little bit worried about Peterson after last year. Because I think he played well. He played fine. But like we said last week, there was a reason the Vikings cut his salary in half. Mm-hmm. And Peterson's excuse was, well, I, di- I didn't get into a rhythm. And what, and that's because, not because uh-huh. he was shutting guys down, but you had Bashad Breeland. You had Mackenzie Alexander, yeah. who were two of the worst corners in the league last season. If Dantzler is even half of what Breeland was, some of those targets are going to go Peterson's way. And can he stop them? We're going to find out. Like, that's that's basically the slogan for the team this year. We're going to find out. Because any question you have, we're gonna find out. You don't think they would. You don't think they would cut Patrick Peterson, do you? I don't think so. I. I he's a good locker room guy and everything too. He's good. He's yeah. a good veteran to have in there. I think they would want that veteran presence, and I think sometimes that's overrated. But for excuse me, lunch coming up there. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, yeah. I. I just. Uh, I think with that veteran presence and kind of the wisdom that he brings as a potential future Hall of Famer, like I said, I think they keep him around. I mean, if anything, maybe they talk about him moving into the slot, which would be interesting. But I mean, you yeah. already have you already have Shannon Sullivan there, so or even like uh, what what they try to do with Newman? Didn't they try to move around the safety towards the end there? That mm-hmm. could be maybe something that that Peterson. I could see Peterson as a as a safety even. Um, not 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 now because they just drafted Lewis Seen. Um, but Peterson's money, uh, he signed one year, four million, and three point five of that is is fully guaranteed. So they're not going to cut him. Well, if Colin Coward has its way, everything will go the Vikings' way <laughs> in twenty twenty two, because he predicted that the Vikings will go thirteen and four. Now you may remember that Colin Coward did say that he believed the Vikings would. He said or fourteen and three too. Four, yes. fourteen, and three. Yes, I'm getting to the quote here. But okay, okay. Yes, uh, <laughs> he also said they would double their win total, which would have put them on a sixteen and one season. <laughs> so technically, he's going the wrong way. So maybe we should be concerned. But he said, "I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a big year. I think the Vikings are going to have an exceptional year, and I'm going to go out on a limb, thirteen and four or fourteen and three. I know you think I'm out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Don't trust the Bears. Don't trust the Lions." Since Kirk Cousins has been there, they have always played Aaron Rodgers straight up. Are you drinking what Colin Coward is serving? Uh, no, um, I'm not. I don't know what he's drinking at night. He's got like a gallon of purple Kool-Aid every night, but uh, <laughs> not. No, 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 they, no. They have too many. They have too many holes, too many problems. Like. Could it happen? I guess anything is possible in the NFL. You look at a team like the the Niners when Harbaugh got there, and and even a couple of years ago when they went thirteen and three under Kyle Shanahan, where they had a pretty big turnaround. Um, I just think there's there's too many holes for them to uh, get thirteen or fourteen wins. Like, and there's a reason why Colin Cowherd's really like the only one saying this uh, everyone else is like nine wins 10 wins maybe 11 wins people like some people still think they can win the division but they're not going out there i mean like 13 wins 14 wins like really really good teams win 13 and 14 games like the bucks could win that the the chiefs 
the Bills. Like those are the teams that probably have the best chance to not even the Rams. I don't even I wouldn't even pick the Rams to win thirteen or fourteen games uh, next year. It's just too tough in the NFL to to win that many games. Um, do I think they can win the division? Yeah, I do. But do I think they can win thirteen or fourteen games? I am not as optimistic as as Cowherd is. So. I would not be putting any money down on, on a bet like that. They would have to sweep the NFC North for that to happen, I think. Because yeah. yeah. and I, that's within the range of outcomes because we don't know what Green Bay is without Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers is still really good, but what happens there? Detroit, they're going to be tricky, but I don't, I don't see them being mm. an NFC North contender. No. No. And the Bears are just – you know, a dumpster fire, just trying to rebuild everything. Did you see their new stadium proposal too? Uh, yeah, it was. It looks good, right? Like how many I times? It looks pretty good. It looks, was, good. it looks pretty good, right? How many times are you going to build over the Soldier Field <laughs> instead of just tearing it down and building a new one? Because good well, God, didn't they do that in like Miami or something with with their stadium? They they re, like they built it up or whatever. But yeah, it would be. And don't the Packers do that? In the Packers, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I was. I thought they were gonna ask me about their alternate uniforms, which oh, that, that those are <laughs> they look like those are rough, bowling green, <laughs> like those, those are not good. Like, some, some, some teams have really good the alternates that are coming out are, are really good, like the like the, the Panthers with their black helmets and the mm-hmm. Bengals with their, their white helmets. Um, but the, the Bears, no. Can we stop with the Viking alternate? No, we're not going to stop. We're not. not never. <laughs> I, maybe this is like get off my lawn type thing. But I mean, even like the Bears, like their blue helmets. Like, I think maybe I would accept a Bears white helmet. I think that would be yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. That would look better than the orange one, I think. But um, like a yellow Vikings helmet? No. no. Like a no. white Vikings helmet? Yeah. Maybe talk me into yeah. it. Like a black one, I, stop with the black. I, I, they're not. It's not our color, man. You just need the I throwback mean, with the the stripes on the the like shoulder blade. That's what. That's we all need. I that's want. A, that's all we need. That's all I want. <laughs> if you want to do a throwback helmet like the Giants yeah. and the uh, Patriots did, yeah. go for it. Because because that's the thing. It's it's the purple helmet. That's what makes mm-hmm. the Vikings unique. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I would have to see one that I actually like. Before I say, hey, go ahead. Like white, I think white for any team, you can maybe talk me into it yeah. if you give me a good mock-up. But I haven't I haven't seen one yet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I said to myself, the Vikings basically got to sweep the NFC North and then they got to win seven or eight games. <laughs> Sorry, just trying to figure out my math. But, and I mean, they could do that. They're playing the NFC East. That yeah. division's not tough. No. They get the AFC East. I mean, it. Somebody called it Buffalo the don't, Clusters this morning. I don't. I don't know. Don't. Funny. Don't. One never sleep on the Patriots because Bel- yeah. Belichick and the their, their offense is being run by Matt Patricia. and Joe Judge. Though. I know. I know. But but like, the Vikings. The Vikings have never been good against the Patriots. Like in the in the Belichick era at all. Um, obviously the Bills, the Dolphins. That's in Miami. I'm. That is not a guaranteed yeah. win. Um. You know, at the Eagles, that's not a guaranteed win. They play the Colts, who could be a sneaky good team this year. They like even like the Commanders. Like I wouldn't. That's a a, a sneaky tough away game. 
they tend to struggle at least one of the games against the Lions. They always struggle on the road against the Bears. They play the Cardinals again this year. So, like, I think Cowherd, like, one of his main takeaways was, like, their schedule's pretty pretty easy outside of the division. And I'm like, not really. Like, it looks easy now. Like, strength of schedule-wise, sure. But strength of schedule before the season means nothing. Like, when you get Thanksgiving, it means nothing. Um, so, I just think there's... The NFC is is too not there's no like really tough teams, maybe the Bucks. Um, but the NFC is kind of more even and I've on an even playing field this year, and I feel like that's gonna it's just gonna make more teams like eleven and six or ten and seven than there's gonna be a thirteen or fourteen win team. How so, many teams do you think were excited to see the Bengals on their schedule at this time last year? Right. The Vikings I, were. We sure as hell were. <laughs> we're like, week one, easy win, right? And then we lose, and then, you mm-hmm. know, it turns out it's like, oh, the team was pretty good. Yeah. Went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, I guess we'll end it on that note. Of course, later this week, Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell will address the media. I know. Maybe we'll have something to talk about. I don't know. But I think Kirk Cousins probably be talking on Wednesday or Thursday, too. That that ought to give it something. <laughs> the first two, I'm not sure. Kirk Kirk will say something where it's yeah. like, okay. Hmm. What did did you watch any of the? They posted like a a golf video or something with like him and Thielen and Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson. It was kind of like the Vikings version of the match. Um, they were all mic'd up. Kirk Cousins dropped like his dad energy was out of control in this this video it's like 25 minutes long so it takes a while to watch but like certain times he is just like doing so many dad things like getting the ball and being like shucks and being and like uh i think there was one time where he just said like we're, we're like men's warehouse you'll you'll love what we, what you're wearing and i'm like what <laughs> all due respect that if i were paired up with that like for, for golf <laughs> i'd i'd want to I'm gonna go drink in the clubhouse, guys. Yeah, you would not. You you wouldn't arrive sober. Like, uh, I don't know. I feel like this question's been asked, but like, who would you like? I would like to play with Adam Thielen just to see how good he is. He's like, he's really, he's really good. He's He's like an insane golfer. He's like that would just be fun. But he lives on a golf course, right? I think I think he lives on a golf course. Yeah, so Uh, that makes sense. But and the, the thing that surprised me was Patrick Peterson has always been like. I feel like he's been talking about golf for a while and i watched him and i was like not that good uh maybe he just had a bad bad round but Thielen, yeah Thielen's. Re- i could see him competing with like tony romo and stuff and like those those programs every year because he finished like fourth or fifth this year in that that one in tahoe um so he's he's pretty good tony um, romo would be a fun golf partner too i think yeah john randall i don't know if he's good or not but he'd be fun too it, you know, if he's a guy that kind of hits a couple and goes, we're not breaking any records today. Boys, <laughs> <No. cigar." laughs> he does. He always has a cigar. Yeah. Purple Friday, man. Yeah. But like I said, that's okay. all the time we have for today. We do this every Monday and Thursday at 6.15 p.m. Central Time. You can like, comment, share, ring the bell so you never miss a new episode. For Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shedd, and we'll see you on Thursday on the Viking Age Podcast.
save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.